I can't do this. I, ca I can't do this anymore. I don't even know where do we begin. I'm Wayne. I'm Log. I'm Arog. I'm Balp. And if you're listening, you are here just after 10 minutes of the most intense argument I've ever heard between us. And the podcast is about, we're about to disband. Oh. Yeah. This is the oh, end. Man. This is the last episode. Uh, what Episode 100 now, right? I think this is 101. Yeah. Right? Was that the joke last time? I think that was the joke last time. <laughs> it's, been yeah. a, it's been a pleasure working with you all, but uh, due to uh, irre irreconcilable differences, uh -huh. I must uh -huh. take my leave and go pursue opportunities elsewhere. What's, uh, let's reminisce, since this is our last podcast, let's reminisce. What's everybody's favorite podcast moment in our 101 episodes? Oh, uh, because I love cataloging our misadventures with me and my friends. And a part of re the reason why I wanted to start this podcast is because I like just chatting all of you and I wanted to encapsulate that and share it with people. But I guess I like I'm chatting not have you that too. Anymore. I don't think it's the proper use of that word. I like the part where we talked about when a video game made us angry. Sometimes they make us laugh, and sometimes remember they give that, us... Remember that great question in episode 86 where they asked us what, how we liked our steaks cooked, and we had <laughs> yeah. a four-hour discussion about it? That was great. Yeah, and I threw a knife at Log because I was so mad at him. The, he couldn't it, handle the fact that I like my steaks through the red. <laughs> My lawyer advises me not to make any more comments about that podcast episode. What did he say? Medium <laughs> wet. What? What was that log? Um, through It shouldn't be repeated. <laughs> it shouldn't. He, can't, he doesn't even know. He doesn't even it's, know. He's so emotional thinking about it. Podcast moment. My favorite podcast moment is when uh, Balp thought the title of the Flat Stanley's books was uh, Flat Stanley's Final Sacrifice, which is the title of episode four or three, maybe. One. Uh, who knows? Well, One? we were supposed to be doing a bit, episode. but I guess you're just saying facts now. I don't really have a joke here. So well, I guess this I'm, podcast is on is, – is, it's a good thing we're stopping now if you ran out of jokes. I'm just, I'm just being real. I'm just being. I, I'm going. I'm an earnest, honest person. I make a living selling out of selling businesses out of my briefcase, door to door. I bring the money and I get. The, I get it from them. Dang, my kids. They needed every morning. You come in and you bring the jokes to us. And what am I supposed to tell little Timmy getting up in the morning? Go to school. Just say sorry. No jokes anymore this morning. Jokes man can uh, get out of bed. We're going to have to shut down the hotline where children can call Wayne and he'll tell them a joke to lull them to sleep. I shut that down like a year ago. The only call we ever got was not a child. It was an adult man. And, and they he asked kept doing for Yoda. It. He kept doing it. Yeah, and he was asking for Yoda bedtime stories, and that's not what the line was. I... It was a waste of $300. We shouldn't have gotten the number 1877 Mickey. That I'm not yeah. sure why we decided to go with that one. 18777 Mickey. It turns out that is a uh it is a bad number for that uh that that child engagement. You're not going to get what you're looking for. Uh you're just going to get Disney fans. You're going to get people looking for Mickey, which might be the mouse or it could just be their friend. I think we, as a culture, have eclipsed the moment where phones are not the devices used to make landline calls to each other, but rather yeah. the portable machines that you can play Fortnite on. Yeah, absolutely. I implore all listeners at home, the next time a solicitor tries to ask you for your number because they want to ask you on a date, 
Give them a one eight seven seven or a one eight hundred number that is just your name. <laughs> no matter how many characters your name is, yeah. even if it doesn't fit. I think that if I change car- carriers, I want to ask for a phone number that I can like arrange to just say, "Yeah, my phone number is nine Mickey." Yeah, that would be fun. I, like you can get like a vanity plate for your car. Can you get a vanity phone number? Is that like a thing that I can? Do? I mean. I think you can. It's probably pretty expensive. No. no. I'm about to go on a Google journey to find out how I can get funny phone numbers attached to my name. A phone number has an area code and then you have seven numbers. What are the what's the funniest phone number that you could have? Hmm. I think just having a series of ones and making your phone number sound incredibly fake is good. I don't you can't get that number. Like, you can't do that. You probably can't. I mean, okay. Like your area code and then 111111111. I have a little experience with this uh, from a previous job. And yeah, you like it, it. I mean, think about how the internet works. Like, you can absolutely buy a phone number and then set up a, and then go to like one of those uh, like companies and they can just like reroute that number to go to your phone. I, okay. I can get. 469-906-TROG for $20, and I'm <laughs> honestly considering it. I thought That's it would be good. hundreds of dollars. I thought it would be like, you know, it's like buying a domain. Yeah, it's not. It's cheap. So, I would like to put a... There's one little problem. There's one little problem with your plan. You just set it. So, if you do it, people know your phone it's number. now or never. It's now or <laughs> never. Put, oh, fuck. Now anybody's <laughs> gonna be able to call me. Now, okay... Trog very cheap. On the on the other hand, if I wanted two one four two one four dirt, that's four hundred dollars. Because that has business capabilities. Check out Far Cry Four. Far Cry that Four. That one could be that. Oh hmm. my god, that's so good. One eight hundred Far Cry Four. Holy shit. Far Cry. The, the, unfortunately, this website will only let you pick the last four digits. It won't let you pick the first three, probably because Aww. that's an area code and like is yeah. like determined by your physical location. Uh huh. Yep. Well, yeah, the area code, but then let me see the middle stuff. Let me check more websites. I'll get back to you. Well, the, I think the middle numbers have some kind of significance. I don't know. What would be the call in line for like the call and ring? Uh, whenever you pick up for your number. Yeah, yeah. What would you have, Trog? Like, what, what, what's the TTS? Tell me. Okay. Boop, 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 Ring, ring. Thank you for calling 464 Trog. What? Our operator is busy. He is grinding forges in Destiny 2. <laughs> Please wait. I would and then, go. And then uh, Big Shoe Mid starts playing. I would definitely. There would be like a, a weird MIDI in the background that's like slightly off tune uh-huh. or, or out of time. And I don't know. I'd probably, like, pay somebody on Cameo to pretend to be me, like somebody more <laughs> famous, which is anybody on Cameo. But it has to be somebody that's, like, just famous enough that people could, like, maybe recognize their voice. So they, like, answer the phone, and, they're, and they just have to, like, second-guess themselves. It's like, was, did, I, did I call Trog, or, or was that uh, Shoe Nice? <laughs> hey everyone, Shoe Nice again. Is Shoe Nice on the cameo? Yes, absolutely. Fuck yeah, that's awesome. I'm gonna pay him. That's the ultimate thing, is you just sell out everything and you have a phone number and a cameo that you you phone in to your cameo and be like, damn, I need to get one eight hundred nine Mickey and Mickey is there on cameo. I like the idea 
of decking out a personal phone number to seem like that of a business line, but it's just your phone number. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that's, you could absolutely, you get, a, you get a whole introduction. It's like press three for directions to my house, which is actually a bad idea. <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Here, here's my house's hours. Here's the hours that I'm home and directions to my house. <laughs> directions lead you to Robloxia Arcade. Press four to call my security company. I have an answer for Log's earlier inquiry. Uh, uh-huh. To purchase the telephone number 833 Far Cry 4, it will cost you $100. That's so, worth it. I mean, like, it's cheaper than 444 Dirt or whatever. Yeah, it is cheaper than Dirt, ironically. But yeah, enough. like I was saying, the dirt, the dirt phone number has business applications because you could do that for, like, a landscaping company or something or, like, a mulch Or company. just people that sell dirt. And worms. This number can be for your business that sells Far Cry Four. Yeah, and I mean that. That honestly, the thing is, there's no value in having a Far Cry Four number now because, like, why would they ever need to market that again? Isn't there like one of the phone lines that still up from like the original God of War, like PS2 game? Where really what? Where you like you like 100 the game and you solve the puzzle and you get a phone number and you call the line and Kratos is like. Grr, you found my secrets, and like the developer like congratulates <laughs> you, but then he gets like, "Was this was this God of War one or two? God of War one, the original God of War one and phone I think, number. I think you could still call into this. But right, like, I'm gonna call it right now. But like, oh, I really love the idea of like just setting up like Far Cry four and having like a very bit crushed like here's the cheat code to get the. Dirk's Revenge or whatever it was. <laughs> Hold on. Okay. All right. So here, here it is. Here it is. Let's call it. We're going to. We, we've got a podcast guest. Kratos is on the line. I'm waiting. Okay, <laughs> that's so good. All right. How is that number still up? That's amazing. That is some... I mean, it's easy. Thank there, you, like, Kratos, there's, there's no special real, guest. There's, there's no real crazy answer to how is that number still up, but I am very happy that that is still up to this day. That is still up. The same reason how like the Space Jam website is still up. It's just living on a server somewhere, and no one's like it's still up, and no one's taking it down. <laughs> yeah, no one needs that phone number. Yeah. It's not like it's spelled out. It's not like an Easter egg. It doesn't have to spell out anything. It's just like yeah. that's great, though. No, I like. I I want to think that they're keeping it up specifically because they still think people are playing God of War One and doing that <laughs> Easter egg. <laughs> Somebody is. It must not be that expensive to keep that phone line up. Yeah, it's like how the internet works. Like, if it's if it's just like you need a, any phone number and you need it like routed this way and like to go here or whatever, and you need a, like a TTF setup, like no, it's not expensive. Definitely, if you're like a business now, owner. could I offer you for the low price of one hundred dollars, you could be the owner of five five nine three O Worm. Oh, that's like a worm harvesting company. Yeah. How do you set up a line that just like plays a message like that? Like that isn't actually connected to a know. phone. Because I think we need to get Joshua a phone number. Ooh, that would be Ooh. fun. And just give him a bank of lines to say like just have a conversation with with Wayne Radio TV's son Joshua. Yeah, so so 
there are companies that do this and it is literally just like what you would have is you would buy that number and you would say hey i have this number i don't know if there's like software where you could do it yourself i mean maybe there has to be like like commercial use software i mean but there are companies that do this sort of stuff and it's like you hit up that company say i got this number or they can set you up with the number and say uh i would like a tts of this when some people call in i want like this is the it, it's software it, it all, that's all it is and you they set up the tts or whatever and that's it i think i don't know if there's a, i think like for hard of hearing I, you can get like phone calls transcribed or something like that or some kind of like adaptive like yeah. put it through siri software to yeah, have it type in and have it read it, but then like have something like react to that and spurt something out. But that's so. I know that there's some way with some Google product to like set up a phone line where people can call in and leave messages because the the giant bomb aftermath they they have a call in line, so we could like s- try and figure out what they use and set up a, a call in line where people can just hear a, a fun message from. Our good little boy Joshy. I wonder if we could give it a bank though, like just have it draw from random clips. Yeah, I don't like, know. We'll look into it. We need to set that up. I would absolutely chip in some money for that. Everything would have to be pre-recorded. If you want, like free flot, like free form messages, that would be hard. That would be much more difficult. I don't think we could do that one. But yeah, what do you mean? We could not create a literal phone where, like, Joshua can converse with the caller. Oh, no. Oh, no. We're not fucking hooking him up to fucking, like, Cleverbot. Yeah, we're well, going to get him. We're going to fucking but... have, him, have him on a, a neural network. The thing is, we would have to make a neural network for Joshua's, like, cadence and personality because, like, we could... It wouldn't be the same if he was just hooked up to Cleverbot because yeah, exactly. Joshua wouldn't say all that shit. No. He wants to talk to you about how much he wants to eat kiwis and seeds. Like, it would... It would not work if we hooked him up. I just realized the podcasts are like separate. There are people who probably listen to the podcast and don't watch the streams or have anything. Have we talked that... about Joshua on here? I don't think no, we have. Probably no, probably not. This this whole conversation could have been very confusing. Someone sent me an ask that was content. like, what's that? How did you do that TTS voice? And I'm like, which one though? <laughs> yeah. And they asked you? Good question. Yeah, because they pointed it out from like, the Ryu video, and then it's like, is that how did you do the t- the TTS voice? What? <laughs> oh, the one that had your actual voice in it? That's I don't. Th- that's what the, I think. The, no, the Joshua video, I assume, is what they're talking. But they pointed about. from the from the Ryu video. Yeah, I think. But so, how does yeah. that? Where'd they make that connection? Because they want huh. to know the Weird. secret, and no one will tell them. <laughs> well, I can't reveal the true secrets. You can figure it out if you're smart. The uh, that's not to, meant to be mean. I didn't know it like, was a secret. Listen, Joshua is my flesh and blood son who was transmuted into a computer, <laughs> and in a horrible lab accident. In a horrible accident, and in his final moments, he was really hungry, and his favorite food was seeds. That's all he wants now. <laughs> he doesn't care about cashews anymore. That would like if you know him from the Tumblr post. He uh, his new favorite. He likes seeds. He likes kiwis. Cashews are like second rate at this point. That's healthier. Uh, That's healthier. uh, If you go to waymeradiotv.tumblr.com and type Joshua into the search bar, you can hear my son uh, yourself. Actually, uh, how about Joshua uh, joins us on the podcast for like one second right now. Cut it in. Hello, listeners. It's me, Joshua. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I love scenes, kiwis, and being at the farm. Little message from Josh. That was Joshua. My jaw dropped listening to his words. (laughs) I just had the million dollar idea. We should 
set up a service that we can like that people can like pay a dollar to have Joshua read out their message. Like, let's start a oh. cameo for Joshua. Oh, <laughs> look, I, I'm oh, looking. Yeah. I am looking at the cameo app right now. I have not heard of 80% of these people. Now, I don't consume a lot of media, so maybe that's just me. But there's a ton of people on here that that are like nobodies. Absolutely. We could very easily set up like a fake cameo account for our text to speech boy and have people pay like <laughs> charge people $1 to have him say something. Listen, this is what I just I I can just go through influencer/youtuber. I can sort by price. I can see people like this for $5. I think you can definitely get uh, Joshua. <laughs> okay, for the people listening at home, Erg has pointed out that for $5, you can get somebody who goes by the handle Master Broda uh, to read whatever you want, I guess. And it's just a Yoda puppet, and it's... So we could definitely do this. We, okay. That's a that's a shitty fucking Yoda puppet. We oh have my God. got to get Joshua on Cameo. We absolutely have to. We're just putting this person on blast for saying it. That's fair. I don't know who you are, Master Broda. Maybe you're listening to this. I Maybe you're funny. I don't know. Maybe you're really funny, too. Maybe you're a really funny Twitter comedian. There are people who would really love to have someone wish them a happy birthday from a Yoda puppet. And I'm glad <laughs> that you provide the service that you do to the people that you do. That you are not in my intended audience. Cameo has a visual component that's required. What is the visual component for Joshua? We'll, like, record something. We'll, oh, that's... So we'll do something. So... What, what does Joshua look like? Uh, like a little boy. Let's use crazy taste, crazy talk. Yeah, I, I imagine him as, like, crazy talk, talking about his new dog, and, like, a little, like... <laughs> Honestly, what I imagine him as, and this is gonna be difficult for everybody except for the four of you, is that I, you know, you know my Tekken 7 Jack little boy yeah. costume? That's kind of what I imagine <laughs> yeah, him yeah. as. He's got, he's like a big robot, but he's got, like, a balloon, and he's got, like, rosy <laughs> cheeks, and he has a rocket ship toy. He's wearing some jean shorts. All the all the boy accessories. Uh, yeah, exactly. Ship, balloons, baseball cap. Uh, not to completely derail this conversation, uh, but how much money do you think Master Broda is making on Patreon right now? Millions. It's a little lower. Zero fucking dollars. I had his tab open. Uh, he has 50 reviews he's 4.9 stars damn master broda's making the bank he's currently making 24 dollars a month on patreon so Ooh, that's yeah. more money than i'm making off patreon it's that's always true. some kind of arbitrary number like that when it comes to patreon it's like it's never it's never anything even it's not like 100 it's not like 5000 it's always like 7 or like 62 or something like that there is a face behind Master Broda. There's a person living their life and making money doing that. And I don't want to I don't want to specifically dunk on them on this podcast, but I do need to ask the question. What do you get for paying for the Master Broda Patreon? Well, there are multiple tiers <laughs> that you can sign up for. You can uh you you could sign up if you just want to give $1 a month. You could sign up for the the Youngling program. Which uh, does include personal Patreon posts that in include old deleted content, uh, commentary videos, reaction videos. You could pay $5 a month for the Adept tier, which uh, your name is included at the end of his YouTube content. Oh, 
uh, or for ten dollars. I don't know. <laughs> he wasn't sure. You'll, okay, for ten dollars, they'll also include your name in the end credits of your YouTube video, but with the title of Knight. So you could be knighted for ten dollars <laughs> a month. That's how. That's how far ten dollars can get you, folks. If you guys don't think you can make a difference with ten dollars, you're fucking wrong. Because you Do can. You think this person's you made be- back the money that they've spent on buying the puppet? Yeah, probably. They made it. They <laughs> made it from. They made it from scratch. They found the materials in the woods. They didn't even know who who Yoda was. It was just convergent evolution <laughs> that they made a little green man from the woods. And they're all Broda. Like- Broda is actually a fully uh, original character. There is no. There is no connection. <laughs> yeah, it's not Jedi Knights. It's like. Uh, it's like. Oh, oh uh, Yoda is a knight, and he yeah. works with no, other Yeah, no, it's knights. like the round table. Yeah. He's going to send you back in time to the time of King Arthur. He's like a he's like a gremlin friend of Merlin the Wizard. <laughs> Dude, it's Star Wars spinoff about medieval times, and the, and the only thing that's related to Star Wars is that Yoda's there, and he's like a troll bridge troll. What if they, like, f- fought in, with, like, swords? Uh, they, they get fucked up, because they're not used to moving something that has weight... Because lightsabers weigh, like, a pound, it's and true. a sword weighs, like, ten pounds. Uh, I'm a bit sad now, though. What, because Yoda would die in a fucking sword fight? He would lose? Because Master Broda has got more activity on a tweet declaring that his Jar Jar Binks ASMR video is on YouTube than I get on, like, anything I ever Aww. do. <laughs> that's because that's, that's the kind of content, bro, that's the kind of content... That, like, someone will read and go, like, <sighs> and they'll click like and they'll click follow. And then the moment Master Broda tries to move on to something real, like, they're fucking, they want to start making music, beautiful SoundCloud projects. Everyone will fucking leave him. Like, some cool shit's coming. Stay tuned, everybody. I got a red bubble with a picture of Yoda with a pimp cane that's, like, <laughs> printed on a t-shirt for $30. Uh, hey everyone, it's Pit Master Broda, creator of the funny Jar Jar Binks tweet. Uh, anyways, I'm gonna be uh, charging money for my tweets now. This is my SoundCloud, uh, and this is my LinkedIn, and this is my OnlyFans, and this is my. Here's the thing: uh, with comedy, you're always allowed. You're, you're allowed to punch up with comedy. That's what they tell you to do. And Pit uh-huh. Master Broda has fifty two thousand followers, so we're definitely still punching up here. All right, okay. that sucks. <laughs> Okay, I don't feel bad now. Yeah, it's not like we're dunking on some nobody. This guy has literally 50,000 the amount of followers that I do, so... Now yeah. I'm a vlog, I'm, but I'm not sad, I'm mad. This guy <laughs> deserves to fall. Oh, uh, well... His Twitter account is a commodity now. It's worth at least, like, $100. Maybe that's the scam. Bob, you're always, like, oddly aggressive when it comes to, like, competing creators and podcasts and all that. But I, for once, I'm with you. We need to take down Master Broda. We need to defeat him. We need to exceed. Here's how I see it. And, 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 like, our group is smarter than that, where we, like, this person probably made, you know, one funny thing. Oh, you know, I'll I'll get, I'll go out to the you know Spirit of Halloween store, get a Yoda mask, and I'll make a funny thing. And it and he and he just la- and it was somewhat successful, and he just latched onto that. And like you know, that's how you oh, get the numbers. Yeah, exactly. That's what the that's what the droves of people want you to do. You are absolutely right, Wayne. Where like if he ever tried to move on to anything else, like it just wouldn't work. And B, 
You're like, man, he's got a lot of Twitter followers. He's got a, like a following of people that actually watch this stuff. But the thing you have to consider is that like, this is like probably his peak by like pigeonholing yourself. You're also like capping yourself off of like how big and how popular you can get. Like, if like as long as he sticks with this gimmick, this is it. Like this is the height of it. He he you isn't gonna that. get bigger yeah. than this. Like Master Broda isn't gonna get invited to Kid Morning America to be and and Michael Strahan isn't gonna be like, hey guys, this morning we're gonna have a guy that talks through a Yoda mask he bought at a Spirit of Halloween store. You it's- say that, <laughs> you say that, but in ten years you're gonna be go- we're gonna be in New York City to see a fucking concert or something, and you're gonna look up at Times Square and. And Master Broda is going to be on the fucking big screen. I mean, Balp, you say all this and yet you don't learn from the past. I mean, fucking Chewbacca Mom got on TV or whatever. Where's Chewbacca Mom now? Yeah, but she's gone now. I know she's gone now, but I'm just saying, you're saying that Master Broda can't get on TV? I say nay. She's I say you're wrong. Now. She has uh, <laughs> achieved her goal and has gone to start Everybody gets 15 wars. minutes. Everybody gets she 15 minutes. She started Race Wars? What? No, what? What? No, I, I said, said it swores. Chewbacca mom starting a race war? Holy yeah. shit. For the Wookiees. <laughs> for the Wookiees. Oh yeah. Oh, for the Wookiees. Yeah. I guess I guess you know, I guess Star Wars is about a lot of different race wars, huh? Kinda. Kinda. Clone race. <laughs> hey, did you know that you could get annoying orange to talk for thirty five dollars? That's sad. Yeah, I feel like they're like undercharging. Are they not popular anymore? Why does somebody cut that fucking orange in half already? Stop it. What are you fucking doing? <laughs> Didn't they get like a fucking Cartoon Network show at some point? Yes, they did. Probably. I guess that gravy chain is slowed down. To elaborate more on, on what I was saying earlier, like, the more, like, honed in your concept is, like, the bigger of a, like, you'll get popularity, but the bigger of a cap you'll be. So it's like, okay, I have this, like, sort of character that's like a talking orange. Like, okay. But then, like... Oh, I, I'm like Master Yoda, but not. It's like, uh, you know, you can only get so far with that. Where it's like, yeah, you're not as popular now, Log, but like you're, you're advertising yourself. You're not advertising a character and you're, you don't have a cap on that. Semi related. Uh, we talk about Annoying Orange. I'm fucking shocked that Annoying Orange is still going and is still successful. But yeah, like I'm just looking at the channel and yeah, there's still going strong. Children still, still, still exist. Still- yeah. Still going strong, putting eyes and a mouth on a fruit. <laughs> you know, actually thinking about it, I guess I'll give Annoying Orange credit because I feel like most content that I can, like most YouTube content from that era, I feel like is not there anymore. Yeah. Like what is Fred doing in, in 2019? Um, Apparently Fred has dropped the act and they are just like. They're just like a dude now. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause like you can't do that forever, especially when they have to do when the when the bit has to do with your age. Wasn't the whole bit he was like pretending to be an eight year old or something? Yeah, something like that. I still think like people who like have been on YouTube and like weathered it out are still like probably some of the coolest people to follow on YouTube. Yeah, like Annoying Orange. Not like Annoying Orange, but like who are people <laughs> who got uh, angry and popular? Now? Angry and popular. Yeah, hey, El, El Presidor is still going. Yeah. Angry YouTuber is, is like a subgenre. Angry Video Game Nerd. Uh. Hey, I will say Angry Video Game Nerd is one of the most, like, respectable figures. But he the... was never tied to YouTube. He had his own That's website true. and everything. Like, yeah. We had the name drop El Presidor, a man who talks about his 
stray cats and his and his racist uh, race opinions. El Presidor had his fifteen minutes like literally a decade ago, and he's just been like El Presidor when he when he somehow got on Machinima and like fucking scammed them pretty much. <laughs> he tackled trees. He got on Machinima. <laughs> He got on TV. He got on TV, like, the History Channel, like, about, uh, cool science facts and viral videos about how he knocked trees down while also cutting out, like, the 15 minutes in between the videos where he talks about how he does it because of Call of Duty. Because <laughs> 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 he fucking hates Treyarch. And, uh, now his name is Quantrell Bishop for some reason, and that's, and now he just, like... Fucking listen, the fact that we're talking about him on a bigger podcast to boost his name is just proof that he is dangling the puppet strings and he is making us dance with his <laughs> comments. We're dancing. <laughs> we're dancing in f- because of his words. I just said that he didn't have like he already had his 15 minutes, but I forgot he came back into the Internet zeitgeist with the with the Igorgian stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The fucking you got Igorgian. People don't even know the half of it. No, people don't even know. People don't even know. They just they just know it's the guy who makes the funny sound. They don't even know that that's an alien language that 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 El Presidor Quantrill Bishop is an Igorgian alien and he comes from planet Igorgia on an Igorgian warship and. And he and he says Gunga Gingong, and that's where the lore ends. There's no more to it than that. Yeah, can I? I, I request that Balp puts in a clip of Igorian type beat uh-huh, so that people okay. know that what, what we're talking about. Can you just All throw right. that in there real quick? Can we list off the top of our heads our favorite El Presidor videos? Mine is the one. W- there's one where he gets like two kids in the woods to fight each other that he calls oh a clank with sticks. <laughs> that, is, that is mine too. That one's is good. That I didn't so... think about that one. The one that immediately came to my mind was I think it's called Onion Rings or Walking. And yes. it's just him sitting outside of an Arby's watching two people in like giant Arby's costumes, like and just talking shit. He's like yelling at them, right? Like he's just like yelling about yeah. like like I <laughs> the onion ring gets stuck walking in the door, and he just starts fucking like hollering about it. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that onion one. rings is walking. Go, go look up that video. I'm sure it's the only video called that on YouTube. We'll link them on our Podbean. Mentally, in my head, I constantly think about like the little like one second Machinima 2008 video sting, where it's like the logo flipping around, and then like the video starting hard cut to <laughs> him out filming an Arby's outside, looking at a giant <laughs> onion ring. Con- <laughs> while I don't think El Prez is like I while I don't think he's a good person, no. he has some amount of respect for me no, because he's a he's, bad person. Yeah, he's a bad person. But there is one shred of respect I will show him because out of any like internet person, he's the only one to have somehow won against Machinima. <laughs> <laughs> everyone else everyone else got screwed over so hard by Machinima. Like all these different like content creators, like the best friends or whatever, they got so fucked by Machinima and like their practices. But El Prez somehow turned the tables on them and won. So I was going to say my favorite video of his is the one where like he is Acting as his son, which yes. is where his son oh. is where he blows up his head with just like an iMovie effect. 
And but it's specifically the one where like his son was watching the Super Bowl in like 2012 or something yeah. like that, and like his voice, he is narrating it with his voice over the son video talking about what's going on in the Super Bowl, and like the team he does it like it's a touchdown, and like he just starts fucking screaming and crying with his head blown up. But no, the best El Prez video is the one where he makes Ratchet and Clank fight in the woods because that is like there is endless mystery to what the fuck. That is was a going very on. uncomfortable video to sit through. Oh, El Prez! El Prez is one of those real life main characters that we keep talking about as of late. He's he is he is not like successful, but like. He is so unique that he is a real life main character. He's he's he. We know what his class is. He's a druid because he keeps finding animals and like they just go up to him. Yeah, there's a video of him just like walking through the woods and like an albino deer just walks up to him and he's just like interacting with it and chilling with it and it's not running away from him. It's <laughs> fucking great. The uh, but I or I want to talk more about the Ratchet and Clank video <laughs> because I forgot I forgot about that until right now. I was gonna say I didn't even get to say my runner-up was the one where he, I, he like is just in his garage talking about his car and like you hear like faint crying noises in the distance and then you see he opens up like the, his garbage can and the PS3 is like crying and like his mocking like <laughs> crying voice and he like starts like hitting it and telling it to shut up and then he just goes stalking back talking about his car. I forgot about man walks like gorilla where he puts his arms inside of the giant tubes. What about the one where he just puts a mirror effect on him and it's like man meets twin for first time or something like that? My, my favorite one is I, I think the title was like a Minecraft like art, let's play or something something and it's just him in his kitchen. He opens a cabinet, takes out like a few packs of ramen, and just like plays around with them and it's like two or three minutes long and he just kind of like piles them on top of each other he's like alright this is I don't even oh, remember man. that one that I think that was a real one they're haze they're so haze. so we keep I keep getting away from the crown jewel the ratchet and clank fight the that video is so fucking good so for context and we're gonna link it so you can go watch it I'm, but I'm posting it's a, it El Presidor is like a 40 year old white man uh, who lives in the middle of bumfuck American nowhere uh, and the video of Ratchet versus Clank is a video where he's just in the middle of some nondescript woods near a creek. Uh, he is with two children who he is encouraging to pick up sticks and fight each other. Uh, he refers to them only as Ratchet and Clank. Uh, you would think, oh, these are probably like his nephews or something like that. But there are two uh, counter arguments to that. One is El Presidor does not have any family. As far as we know, El Presidor knows no one and has no connections with any other human beings except for like a guy who works at a construction site, yeah. like his coworkers. Two, they are not near like a picnic or like a grill or anything like that. They're just in the middle of fucking nowhere, a, and these two kids are. They're on a river's bend. Like they're right by, like where it, it's not like a flowing river, but like a pond. If a druid were to babysit two kids, I mean, where else would he take them, though, you know? he's He, like, he makes the two kids pick up sticks, and they're doing, like, special moves, and he's, like, fucking egging them on. He's like, you got the big stick, and he's got the small stick for quick attacks, and... Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> he's very much, like, RPG stats for, like, these kids who he's making hit each other with sticks. I am 99% sure they're just children he found in the woods and started filming. 
earlier when I said, like, this man beat Machinima, like, you have to, like, every video that we've talked about so far, Machinima had to pay him for these. We're paying for them. We're watching them In more still. ways than one. Paying for it with my brain cells. Goddamn. I love and I hate El Presidor. I could think about my nephews and spending time with them, but I think about, uh... Two children being told by a middle-aged man who's popular <laughs> for screaming at a PS3 game. <laughs> you know what I want to see now? I want to see Alprez meet G-Jaunts. A clash of titans. <laughs> yes, I want, I want them to be in the same place at the same time. And for some reason, in my mind, they would, like, immediately fight. They would sense each other's presence and, like, duke it out. It's, it's two, it's two real characters duking it out. We're all just NPCs. They're, they're the real ones. They, and they know who, who they are and they're gonna battle on sight. There's a piece of lore in Dragon Ball Super where two destroyer gods must not fight each other or else the world will just end. That is what would happen if El Presidor <laughs> and G. Johnson met. Mm-hmm. Two just fucking, like, those are, those are, like, anomalous men. They do not make any sense. The, the way they think does not match up with any other human. The way they act does not match up with any other human. The... Uh, it can't be... It can't happen. I still don't know... How G. Johns makes money. And he has to be making money. Well, now we have somebody. to describe who G. Johns is, too. God damn, I'm sorry. Okay, what's your favorite G. Johns video, everybody? G- we, I don't, I don't, no, I don't even want to give G. Johns any attention. Yeah, let's like, we don't, we don't need anybody to buy the curriculum. It's, <laughs> we don't want that to happen. Do not, if you look up G. Johns, do not buy the curriculum. It is a fucking Google Doc that just says, like, seven bullet points, and it's going to cost you 45 bucks, and how to make white American males look at you, or something like that. Okay. Step one, uh, be seven. Yeah. <laughs> like, step two, be be born male or something. Step, I don't know. What's, what was the, the ranking of, like, creatures, and it's, like, number one males number two uh oh god we can't we can't we can't go down the g john's hole we can't go down the g john's hole after we just got fucking out of the el prez hole one crazy person per podcast okay well we'll we'll save that for next time yeah this is the el prezador episode at this point this is the crazy person podcast if you want to know about People on you YouTube. want to know about weird, obscure YouTube people? That's pretty much all we know. That's like, that's our specialty. That's all we know. <laughs> pretty much. We're Philistines in every other category. Yeah, you know, if we wanted to, we should start a side podcast where we just go and talk about one specific, like, ridiculously obscure YouTuber per episode. Honestly, like, I'm, I'm talking about, like, 100 view tier obscure. Yeah, we have a lot of them. We have, we have so many. some ounce of them. But anyway, we'll discuss that at a later time. Uh, how about some questions? You know, you know, but I just realized something that we just totally glanced over. Uh, Log, you went to France. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you guys, were, you guys were complaining like... We were going to start with that. Man, I don't know what we can talk about. We started talking said, about okay, phone I numbers. Have, I have things to talk about, and then you guys start talking about Master Broda. And <laughs> sorry, we got off. We got off on a tangent. Master Broda and El Presidor. This is what I mean. You're you're so worried. We don't have anything to talk about. We literally haven't even gone to the most interesting thing that happened to one of and us. This is how every podcast yeah. happens. We just have the chemistry 
where we get it just explodes. Topics happen out of nowhere. Thin air. But anyways, a couple of weeks ago, I did take a trip to Paris, France. Ooh la la. And that's um, not French. I was there for a couple of days, and then I came back. And really, I'm gonna say first things first. <laughs> Paris has Paris isn't cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're the you're the only person I know who's like gone to like a European country and said they hated it. Well, I'm not gonna say I hated it because it had good stuff. In okay, it. like I went to the Louvre Museum. That was like the big deal, right? You know, that's the mind blower, and that was awesome. Uh huh. It's filled with a whole bunch of good stuff in there, and it's crazy because they just have like an entire wing dedicated to ancient Roman statues, right? You know, stuff that's been around for thousands of years, and there's nothing that protects it whatsoever. It's just there, like, directly in front of you for you to go and, like, slap and kick around if you I mean, like no, it. I... Wait, like, every art museum I've been to, like, yeah, like, they, if it's a statue especially, like, there's probably, like, nothing, pro- like, keeping you from the statue, but there's definitely alarm systems that go off uh, oh, sure, but that's not... Well, I mean, not if you get too close, because you they're just, like... They're just on pedestals, with nothing, like... There's nothing keeping you away from them. You could just go up and stand next to them as close as you wanted. Uh, okay. I'm sure if you touch you them... them? I'm sure if you touch them, alarms would go off, but you could just, what like, if you go want up them? there. Like, a kid could go and, like... Punch a punch a head in half and <laughs> destroy <laughs> priceless art. They would merely have to react to it. They they had they had no system in place to keep a child away from these ancient. That's statues. like something a shonen antagonist would do. You remember in like two thousand? I'm looking it up right now. Two thousand twelve. There was a guy who just went and like punched through like a Monet painting. What? Oh yeah, that's right. That Whoa, happened. What? Some, yeah, someone someone was at. Someone, like, walked up to the painting and just punched a hole in it. He Damn. hated Monet, I guess? I guess so. He had a grudge. Hey, I bet that painting's worth even more now. <laughs> Honestly? Why? I Why don't, I don't know about that. If Monet punched the hole, it would be, but... No, I think I think the Monet painting that got punched is, like, that's worth money. What if that was all, like, part of Monet's plan? He's like, I'm gonna have the fucking longest art of all time. I'm gonna tell somebody that I know, to pass it down through the generations that I'm going to paint this, and your great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandson needs to punch a hole in it to finalize it. But we can't tell him to do that. We need to just, we just need to subconsciously train him to hate you. (laughs) The whole Impressionism movement wasn't about, like, capturing, like, stillness or tranquility or anything like that. It was to, like, sublatantly instill generations of disdain towards it to eventually (laughs) want... this one painting. ...to people want to destroy it. It's like the ultimate psyop, where there are decades of work going into conditioning one man who has yet to even be born... The fucking the, the 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 respect, the critique, the artistic understanding, each generation has been slowly diluted down to fuck art. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 the art that makes you hate itself. That's beautiful. Alright, uh look yeah, we'll <laughs> continue long. So yeah, that was really good stuff in there. 
And, you know, I saw the big things. I saw the Venus de Milo. I saw... You saw the big things? The Mona Lisa and everything. Did you see the biggest thing? The Eiffel Thrower? I did see that. I saw it from, like, a plaza overlooking it. So it was cool. All right. Those are the most impressive things. What was the lamest thing at the Louvre? The lamest thing at the Louvre? Yeah. What was the thing that was just pitiful? Fuck The guard. Uh, I don't think you can answer that, Mal. Right, <laughs> yeah, like, okay. Why would you remember something that's pitiful? I think the Louvre is esteemed enough that most things there are probably good. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a. Was there like a shitty like water fountain or like a drain or something like that you remember? It's a it's a classical. It's a museum filled with classical art. So there's not like any weird shit in there. It's all like the old masters, you know. They could have just cut one shitty painting done by a really bad uh, artist as a as a joke. Makes all the other art look really good if there's yeah. really bad art to start <laughs> it off, and you'll be impressed. You know, I have no desire to become a famous artist, but if I did, I think my strategy would be make a bunch of really bad stuff, and then one thing that's, like, kind of good, and it just makes it look much better in comparison. I think that has the opposite effect. I think it'd be, you'd be like... Picasso, because people would be like, look, he's capable of this beautiful art, but he chooses to make shit. Clearly, that is the art. <laughs> the art is the is the shit. Yeah. Art is the shit. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. I did see some Picasso stuff in, like, a different museum while I was there, too. What were the bad parts of Paris that, like, what did you hate? Well, basically, just, like, being outside any of the things that everybody knows was largely just, like, super lame. Like, I don't, like, I really don't understand how people live there, because it doesn't seem like there's anything to do. They wake up, they drink their coffee, they eat their baguette, they go look at the Mona Lisa for 12 hours, and they go back home. (laughs) Hey, all those signs you couldn't read said crazy shit, like, real dragon here, like, and you just didn't, (laughs) you didn't realize. So, like, the thing is, like, I went there expecting it to be a little bit like New York City. Because uh-huh. I remember being in New York City, and it's like, oh, I there's like plenty of known things in New York City, but also just walking around Manhattan streets, there's just like cool stuff. It's that's busy, yeah. The streets. Like, oh, here here's a interesting store. Let's go in here. This is a neat little restaurant where you like where you go in by stepping through the window, which it does not have any glass in it and shit huh. like that. What? Wait, we ate there, Wayne. Huh? There, 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 there was a there was a restaurant where the storefront had like you know like the the um, floor to ceiling window pane thing. Except there was no pane; it was just like a hole, and you just step. Through what it. did we eat there? We ate. It was like Thai food. Thai food. Oh yeah. Okay. No, I do remember that place now. Okay. Yeah. 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 So like you know, pretty cool stuff in New York City, and then in Paris, it's like. On the streets, it's just designer brand stores and restaurants. So I can only assume that the Parisian existence is eating food and wearing clothes. Yeah. Nothing else. <laughs> I didn't see anything else. I mean, I saw grocery stores. I saw, a, like, a department store that was basically just, like, a Ross or a Marshalls or something. Yeah, like, I didn't see anything else. Like, I was really, ex- maybe I missed some, maybe I'm missing something, but there's just, like, none of that stuff there. I, I mean, I was in a couple of different places around the city. Now, to be fair, though, is it, nothing. 
is it safe to say that you aren't like the you're like you don't you don't go out to like clubs or anything? No, like, I'm none not, of us do. I don't go clubbing, and I do. Okay, every day. Maybe that's what you're supposed to do is just like go drink a lot and then go clubbing. Exactly. Or that, that's what I'm guessing. I mean, I haven't been to France. I haven't been to Paris. Like I can't say, but I feel like in any big city like that, I have the stereotype in my head that it's like. Yeah, what you do there is you you go out to like clubs or whatever. Does France have like nice uh wine and fancy stuff like that? Yeah, they got charcuterie or whatever, charcuterie. Well, they 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 offer wine like in every restaurant you walk into. The food was pretty good. Um what I think is interesting about Paris restaurants is that they all offer you like three course meals. Huh. Like, like you can oh, order... Oh, you had sales, didn't you? Yeah, I did. You, Damn, you can, how are those? You can, like, order things by themselves, or you can order the three-course meal. That's always built into their menu. Even McDonald's? Well, I didn't go into a McDonald's, but I was tempted because their McDonald's looks like a bakery. Whoa. All right. Um, yeah, like, Fest like, the, like, they really leaned into the McCa- McCafe aspect of it huh. over there. So, like, me and my mom, because my mom was with me in France, we were like looking at a McDonald's and it was just like, it was kind of fancy looking and there was just like a whole section filled with like croissants and baguettes and stuff. And then we were like just looking at that and then somebody just like sprawled out on the porch in front of the McDonald's started yelling at us in French so we left. <laughs> that McDonald's is not for looking, only eating. Paris is pretty desolate by the way, just like in terms of image, like it's dirty and sad. Yeah, I've heard that. The architecture is interesting, but it's like, yeah, it's like, it's worse than New York City in that regard. Once again, how were the snails? Uh, good. It tastes like shellfish. And really? it's kind of like, it's kind of like a fun little game to play eating them. Why? Um, they don't give you, because, okay, you order snails, the waiter comes out and gives you, like, cow tools, basically. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Alright, here's the, here's the shells, here's like a like a pincher, and here's a like a curved fork. Figure so it out. You have to like scoop the snail out of the shell. Yeah, yeah. You have to like grab the shell with tongs, and then jam a like a curved curved fork d- deep down into the shell to extract the meat. Why can't you just eat them like a Neander, like a, like a good old Neanderthal, and just suck it out? Because they're attached. Uh, your suction can't pull the snail off. Not mine. You're weak. Your ancestors are frowning upon you. All the huh. cavemen in heaven are just fucking grunting like hell right now. Yeah, about all the snails that they ate. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, they're they're rec- they're recounting. But yeah, that was cool. <laughs> the funny thing about French restaurants also is that a lot of them are kind of like highbrow looking, and they all do the three course meal thing, and it's like it's all pretty like you know uh, classy, right? Here's a here's our rack of wine. The waiters are dressed like you know fancy waiters. You know, the first place I went to, I got French fries with my steak, like that just came with it. Uh huh. And then the second place I went to also offered French fries, and I thought, no, I'll get something fancier. I'll get I'll get potatoes dauphine, whatever that means. I assumed it'd be like roasted potatoes. Uh, they gave me tater tots. <laughs> so were the French French fries better than American French fries? They were. I thought it was weird in that they were crinkle cut fries, but they were like 
I think, cooked there. So it's huh. it's kind of like a right. jarring experience because, hey, these are shaped. These are shaped like they're from the freezer, but they're not. I mean, yeah, they got to cut them at some point. We in America have to get them frozen and shipped over from France, but you're right at the source. Yeah, the potatoes crinkle on the vine over there. It is common knowledge that a crinkle cut fry cannot be made with a knife and it must be first frozen and then the shape is formed. The so they've got some crazy French tactics. Yeah, they they sculpt it they sculpt it out with a ice pick. France has all the potatoes yeah. that crinkle up when you cut them that no one else can have. Great. <laughs> Why can't I have them? They're French fries. <laughs> you <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I like how we had, like, more energy talking about phone numbers than we did Long's Trip to France. I don't know. Long's Trip to that. France was interesting. Awesome. We missed you, buddy. We, I'm glad you're back home where it's not boring and dirty, I guess. Yeah, I'm glad to be back. Highlight of the trip. On the way back, I watched the Lord of the Rings trilogy for the first time. Nice. Damn, no spoilers. I still haven't. Don't drag me. Really? Don't at me. Well, there's a wizard. I wanted to do a bit where I review movies from the past. Oh, well, all right. Oh, okay. Sure, I mean, I still want to see them. All movies are from the past. Well, okay, I'll save The Lord of the Rings because The Lord of the Rings was good. And I'll review it with you once I watch it. There was stuff that I didn't realize happened in Lord of the Rings, even though it's like such a, like a, just a known thing. Like the Frodo horse scene? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other movie I watched, because uh, it is a 10-hour flight to and from, I watched Alita Battle Angel. Oh, shit, really? Yeah, because I, I saw it. I said, okay, I know that this is based off of a comic. What is this about? And that's the weirdest fucking movie in terms of just general structure. I need to go and read the comic now, because I want to know how... It's James Cameron, right? Yeah. I want to know if James Cameron was just fucking around. He produced it. He didn't make it, he produced it, which basically meant he gave, like, he was, like, handling the some behind-the-scenes stuff and, like, throwing money at it. Wherever it was, Jack Dempsey, the director, I need, I need to compare and contrast, because if this is really how the series ended, the, the comic ended, that's, like, the dumbest shit I've ever seen. It doesn't... The movie doesn't end. Did they not... They didn't, like, set it up for a sequel? The movie is set up for a sequel in that it doesn't end. Hmm. Are you sure they didn't just turn the movie off because you were there? Like, you got back? <laughs> no, I, I watched... I watched I that movie... I watched that movie, and then I went to sleep. Hmm. Are you I don't sure know? you didn't just fall asleep and laugh? Maybe he fell asleep <laughs> during, like, the last scene. Credits, I was like, what the fuck? And then I started watching Gandalf do japes with Frodo Baggins, and then I fell asleep. The The last scene in the movie was weird. Alita, the battle angel, was f rumbling through some drawers trying to find a key card, and all of a sudden a flight attendant said, we have landed in Dallas, and then the movie ended. It was weird. You want me to tell you how the movie ends? Sure. Sure. Uh, sure, I'm never gonna Spoilers see Spoilers for Alita Battle Angel, if you care, for some reason. The movie ends with her boyfriend getting chopped up by a giant razor saw, and then she, like, two, and then it's like a like a time skip two months later, and then she's won, like, the rollerball championship, and she points a sword at the floating city above her, what? like, desolate cyberpunk town, because she's going to kill the guy up there. And that's how it ends. So, it, so it's just set up for a sequel 
for sure. It's set up for a sequel that's not going to happen. I'm sure of it. <laughs> it could be true. Yeah, from what I could tell, I apparently that was like it was actually sort of like pretty faithful to the original manga. I'm very doubtful because I'm pretty sure in the manga there's like there's just like a bunch of bad dudes that just like eat people. I didn't see oh, anybody getting eaten sad. in that movie. Never mind, I guess I'm wrong. There's like two cyborgs total. Damn, what the fuck? Well, no, th- there was a there was like seven of them, but they all got blown up in like over the course of three minutes. Uh, I want to do a bit where I review movies that don't exist yet. Well, that's awesome, but we have some questions. What to answer? We're already at an hour. We gotta we gotta wrap this sucker up. Let's do Listen, like okay, Bob, you can questions. review one movie in three sentences. That's not possible for you, so go ahead. Yeah, no run-ons either. <sighs> He's thinking really hard about his joke. <sighs> 3D CG Jack Nicholson in a new movie about World War Three. Mm-hmm. Critics are very decisive. Because of its content in that World War Three is a movie where we fight against clones of ourselves. <laughs> Each person on Earth has a clone that they have to kill. That's World War Three. That's very divisive. That's not really a movie review, but I'll take it. That's uh, that's already a movie. A movie summary. <laughs> you have you seen Us? You, listen, you only gave me three cents. That was the movie Us, but with war. Was that Us? Yes. Everyone has to kill a clone themselves. Sorta. Oh, hey, CBS should hire me then. Okay, all right. So I'll give you another chance because that one already exists. One more to do this. Mm. Uh. <laughs> Poor DCGI Jack Nicholson in World War, <laughs> World War 4. World War 4. Everyone <laughs> fights. Everyone has two clones Everyone of themselves. <laughs> yeah. I think I hear a question. I think I hear a question around the corner. Uh, who's got our first question? What I thought? What you can't do that. You can't just like set it up like you have a question and then turn it over to somebody else. You you really don't. You really didn't have a question. I have a question. Who's gonna read the questions? Oh my god. Okay, uh, hang on. Uh, All right, I got a good one. Aquacycle asks, "What's the best bad movie ever made?" Oh boy. We watch a lot of bad movies. So What's our favorite bad movie? The Buttercream Gang movies were But is the Buttercream Gang actually bad? They're not like that's not a bad movie. That's just a weird movie. That's not what that means. It doesn't mean palatable. What the fuck how you're interpreting this question in a weird way. The Buttercream movies are acceptable. Therefore, they're the. It doesn't mean like what's the best one in terms of what would get the highest score out of ten. What is the best one to watch for fun? It's Valor's Kids. Valor's oh, Kids. I don't, yeah. Is it Valor's Kids? That's it's probably right. Va- okay. I don't think Thieven counts because it's not feature length. Yeah. No, Thieven doesn't count. Thieven. I don't even know if those two are on my list. Thieven is a short, not a not a movie. I'm just gonna call. I'm just gonna bring forth some great bad movies that we watched. 
The Amazing Bulk. Yes, pretty definitely fucking up good. There. Uh, uh, that's not, I don't think any of these are good, unfortunately. That's not what. But that's not what the question is asked. The question is obviously asking for recommendations for bad movies that would be fun to watch. They're not asking for Roger Ebert to come back from the dead to review these movies. I know, but I'm saying that these aren't good either. I wouldn't recommend watching this movie. I would recommend watching all of these. Yeah. I would watch Incredible Bulk again. I think, okay, here's here's how you, like, rate a bad movie, right? Is it, would you watch it again? Because there's some bad movies that we've watched that were fun at the time, but I would not watch them again. Like, we watched a fucking, like, like three-hour Ghana movie called 12 O'Clock. That was crazy. <laughs> I would not ever watch that again. That being said, you should watch at least, like, one half of City of Dragons. Oh, man, I, I wasn't even considering Ghana movies. City of Dragons I would maybe watch again. Which which Ghana movie was the one with the scene in the forest that was, like, ear-splittingly loud and, like, rocks were coming to life? I think that was City, City of, Dragons. of Dragons. That was City of Dragons. Yeah. Okay, yeah, City of Dragons is up there. The uh, that <laughs> Actually, you can just go watch that scene on Trog's YouTube channel. I feel like anybody that is, like, in the bad movie scene, this is probably already a given, but any of Neil Breen's films, they're all amazing in their own special way. I like. I think I like Fateful Findings the most, but it was also the first one I watched, so maybe that had something to do with it. Valor's Kids. Yeah, Valor's um, Kids is up there. And all of these, I'm pretty sure... Okay, the Neil Breen one you can't find on YouTube. Valor's Kids, pretty sure that one's on YouTube. City is, of Dragons, yep. pretty sure that one's on YouTube. Uh-huh. I don't know how the fuck you find Incredible Bulk or whatever. I constantly forget the name of the Mazona movie. Oh, that's on YouTube. The Mighty Behemoth. The Mighty Behemoth. That movie is not the best bad movie. That movie is not... That movie's hard to watch. Uh, That one is is hard to watch. I think uh, parts of it are hard to watch, but parts of it are also just very... Very that good. movie's very funny because the main character is just a like a one dimensional big guy that says Mazona, and that's Mazona. his whole character. Mazona's in trouble. That movie has a lot of downtime. And we talk about the Killman every now and then. The Killman. <laughs> the Killman. There's definitely good parts of that. I just don't know if I would say that it's it's my favorite bad movie, but it is good. Serial insane clown killer is that one is such a slog. That one, that one's pretty slow for a that while. That one's pretty hard to watch. Uh, I wish. Do you guys remember Mister Jingles or like? I, yeah, I, I vaguely recall Mister Jingles. What, describe what happens in it. Mister Jingles was a clown movie. Uh, it was a movie about a killer clown. I guess a clown movie and a killer clown movie are two very different things. Are there non-killer clown clown movies? It was a clown movie, and really the only thing I remember about it is there's a sex scene where it pans to a gnome in the garage. I just, <laughs> <laughs> that's all I remember. But that's enough to just put it in your top ten. And then Tito popped up, because we were, it, was, it was boys' night, so we had the overlays. Did I watch Flying Ryan with you guys? We did watch Flying Ryan. I think we watched Flying Ryan at some point. Yeah, that one was a long time ago, but I think that one was like worth watching it was like bad but it wasn't a slog it was eventful at least like things happened yeah food boy oh Oh. boy yeah food boy i you know i'm trying to remember if i was mad at food boy or if i actually liked watching it i think it was probably a mixture of both 
I'm, I'm just trying right now. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to like compile a list of, of ones we've seen because we've seen so many over the years and yeah. it's been such a long period of time. Yeah. I can't remember them a all. A decade of watching bad movies. And a lot of them are unremarkable. So like yeah. Food Boy was like a direct to Disney. It wasn't even that it felt like one, but because it's on Netflix about a kid who lineage Could can create, create food. food from their hands. Like just apparate food like magic. What was that? Like a Lifetime Channel, oh like, the porn movie. Yeah. Oh, uh, the cyber. What? What was it called? Well, there was Cyberbully. That's something different. No, not Cyberbully. The other one, the one where the guy gets addicted to internet porn. Cyber seduction. Cyber seduction. That one. That one's pretty fucking good. That okay, but that one was good. And we just cut it. We just we cut the movie at the at, at a scene where he's just in a pool face down, and we didn't let it end. I was about to say, do we actually like that one, or was it just a really funny in camera edit? No, no. I remember. I remember <laughs> that one being. I remember that one being pretty good because like stupid shit kept happening. I think it was like. It was slow, but it was like a daytime. It was like a TV movie, so it's like okay, they're all going to be slow. But I think enough funny things happen. It's just a daytime direct-to-cable depiction of a man falling into like porn addiction degeneracy, being like a teenager who steals his mom's credit card to look at like a picture of a woman with a leather jacket on to go to Brazzers. Yeah, the the, the <laughs> most distinct, the most distinct memory i don't think they ever had these this is something that this movie just came up with at some point he's like oh my parents caught me looking at porn they took the computer away i know i'll get some money and i'll go to the convenience store to use the convenience store computer to look at porn which is like was that ever a thing it's just so out of touch it's so strange. It's like happening in an alternate reality that's not that different, but it's not right. Yeah. Like, all the all the kids are like at the school are like, dude, you watch porn. You're such a fucking weirdo. You're so- yeah. It really, really, really demonizes sex work. Like it's not a progressive movie in any way. Their their depiction of the internet is very fucking funny as well. The movie is just like wrong about. Like, it's wrong about so many things, half of which aren't even about porn. Like, I'm going crazy. Like, when I was watching, I was going crazy. Like, were convenience store computers that you could use for, like, no. an hour, a dollar, like, ever That's a thing? That's never been a thing. Yeah, like, That's what? N- they that made movie? that up. But then why didn't he, like, well, I guess he couldn't go to the library because they have filters up. But then it's like, what? Yeah, <laughs> no, it's, it, that does not exist. That movie is pretty fun. I remember that one. I'll say that this one definitely isn't worth watching, but it was worth watching with us at the time. Uh, Smiley, we watched one oh, time. Oh, yeah, we watched Smiley. We didn't get through Smiley, though. This was back in the live stream days. So, like, our we had a group of people that had access to, like, the stream controls or whatever. So we were, like, two-thirds of the way through Smiley, and then somebody just loaded up a video of, like, a Blue's Clues trap remix. And that caused us to completely lose the spot in the movie, so we just gave up. It was, it was me. Yeah, it it was me. Have I admitted that to you guys before? I'm pretty sure. I think I knew yeah, it was you. I was the one that cut off Smiley. I will say, talking about that is, you know, it, we, like so. As Log explained, we used to use Livestream.com which I don't even know like if that website is used website. for anything anymore. It is, but it's just like a vague non-site where it just yeah. has like some stuff on it. Like So we used to use Livestream, and Livestream from like 20... 20- 
2011 to 2015, probably, had a technology that still does not exist to this day, as far as I can tell. And that is like, imagine, you know, a streaming program like OBS, but it's a website that anybody can log in and use at the same time. So it's like collaborative editing. Like, nothing does that. And I'm sad that it's gone because it was, like, actually, like, fun to do, right? Because you have, like, people just throwing in crazy lower thirds and over-the-shoulder graphics and throwing up cue cards. And it's, like, it's, like, five people trying to direct the show at the same time. I have looked around. There is nothing that emulates that behavior that I have found. It's trying to, like, throw, like, YouTube annotations on in front of, like, a movie while we're watching it. It was, like... Yes, exactly. You could, like, you could have a ticker at the bottom. You could just throw images on. It was great. Transparent PNGs? Oh, man. Yeah, exactly. So if anybody out there listening to this knows of anything that emulates this behavior, please let me know. I've been searching for years. Gotta make your own. That's just hard. I don't want to. It's true. You'd have to get paid. Uh... Cyberbully, I remember being okay. Yeah, everybody knows about Cyberbully. I know. Cyberbully just had one scene. That's not really a deep cut. Yeah. It is funny, though. Baby Police? Baby Baby Police. Police. I don't know if I'd watch Baby Baby Police Police again. Don't come back again. Ghana, was that that when Ghana or Nigeria? That was Nigeria. You know what I just realized? Is that bad movies pretty much follow the same line as, like, good movies in the sense that like if you want to go for cheap laughs and like you know fast-paced stuff stick with the western stuff if you're okay with slower more drawn out more artistic things go yeah go to the foreign films if you want to see people sit on the same couch for 10 minutes at a time having dialogue that you (laughs) cannot follow despite speaking the language that you understand Go look at any Ghana film ever released, Hollywood, I think. yeah. They, uh, they really like expository dialogue. Baby Police is pretty good. Baby Police, City of Dragons, 12 O'Clock, Devil May Cry, all, all, all works of art. Baby Police skirts the line because the child is the one who is reading expository dialogue to you. For yeah, that, that makes it funny. Yeah. There's, a, there's just a lot of confusion in Baby Police. Like, the scenes with his dad and, like, dressing up as a priest and he's getting scolded for, like, nothing and, like, nothing's happening. And then all of a sudden the cops want to kill this kid or something. It just doesn't make any fucking sense. Uh, I really don't think we can pick one. I don't, like, yeah, I can't decisive. think of one. Hmm. Or we're indecisive. You subscribe to my letterbox where I talk about ghoulies and all movies with ghouls in it. I think the safest bet is Neil Breen if you can get yeah. it. If you can get a hold of the DVDs. If like the because phys- you because you can't find all of them you online, you can't get them online. You gotta buy them. Yeah, he'll he'll mail a DVD to your house. It's one of the few overlaps of like vanity project between crazy person that we can yeah. really peer into the, like the mind's eye, yeah, and into someone and then come out and feel like, wow, I feel like I understand less things. Yeah, I recommend watching. One Ghanan movie once. I would say, like, watch City of Dragons. Because I think that one isn't, like, completely split up into, Yeah, like, I think that one has more action in it. Less less couch yeah, scenes. And, and, and if you like that, then you can, you know, dive in head first. And then, like, I don't know. I, I, I remember Cyber Seduction now. That one was pretty good. Yeah, I think put, putting the chips down on the table, I would have to go with Fateful Findings as... 
I, and I think that one only stands out in my mind more than any other Neil Breen film because it was my first exposure. And your first exposure to a Neil Breen film is like, it's if you're into bad movies, it is a life changing experience. Yeah. Which one? Which movie is the one where he's like holding a dead body in his arms and he says, "Why? Why did you commit suicide?" That's Which one was faithful that? findings. Was that faithful I, findings? I'm ninety. Yes, they, they all kind of run together in my head they because they are all pretty much the same movie. But I think that well, one. Was how many have we watched? Findings. Faithful findings, Twisted Pair, Double something, Double Down, Double Down. There's which one? We are here. We are here I am now. Here now. I am here now. Is pretty I am fucking now. good. That one is um, just so. And then there's stupid. another one. I think. Oh, but beyond the wall, something. What? What's that one? Where? He, where? He, where the tiger is there? That's I am here now. No, that's You're not. You're talking about the one where he walks through the the rocks. Pass through. That's what it's called. It's called pass through because the he passes is, pass through, through and the I rocks. Am here now are the same fucking movie. They are basically. They are literally basically the same movie, but they are two different movies. There's a scene in pass through where he's watching I Am Here Now on a movie. No, screen. that was that was uh that was the latest one. <laughs> I have an encyclopedic knowledge of Neil Breen films because I am. We should Troubled. move on. We should move on. I could talk about this for hours. Yeah. I could tell you all about this uh, land, what's real estate owner from Las Vegas who has made a bunch of movies that showcases life as an insane person. <laughs> what video game do you personally think is the most chronically underrated? That's from Dr. Synthesis. Hmm. Which I'm going to take as like it is not like some obscure game that nobody else knows about, but it is a game that people know about but don't like as much as you. That's that's how I'm taking the question. Because I can come up with a lot of games that I love, but like probably very few people have played. Well, Golden Sun, because my friends keep shit-talking it. <laughs> no! <laughs> Golden Sun. No, that's just Lauren. That's Lauren shit-talking Isaac because it's a sword character. I played Golden Sun when I was a kid. I love that shit, Locke. In seriousness... Probably Sunless Sea. I don't even know if I've said anything about Sunless Sea on the podcast, but I do know that I think Holly is probably the only other person that gives that game even a second glance, and I'll just, like, whenever I play it, I'll just say things about it, and you guys don't give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm sorry you feel that way. No, I care, but, like, I, I, because I do play, like, CRPGs and stuff like that, and like, but even me, like, that game seems heavy. You just have to pilot a ship, man. You just have to click but, on buttons. But that's the thing, like, like a CRPG is like really heavy handed with the like the more role playing elements and like really playing your character and not giving you a character that is just like predefined for you. But like for me, it's like it's still got RPG stuff where there's like there there is like combat and like stats to care about and like your usual your usual like. RPG game trappings. In that one, it's like the role playing aspect where you're like, you make a character and you role play them. Like, that really is all there is. And that's like really heavy to me. You got stats. You have ships that you, you, you buy different ships and guns. You got and strength. And stuff. You got agility. You have mobility. Sex appeal. Yep. Uh, I have one because I read the question. So that's why I picked it, as I already had one in mind. I think Super Paper Mario is a pretty darn good game, and everybody really hated it when it came out, for good reason, because the first two Paper Marios were so good, and this was, Super Paper Mario is like, weird, and it had motion controls because it was on the Wii, and it was, like, not 
really an RPG as much as the other ones were. And I think looking back on it, it's still like a a really good game. And I have a lot of fond memories of playing it. I thought it had a, a good story. I thought the gameplay was good. Fun characters. It's not like it's color splashed here where they just removed all of the fun from Paper Mario. It's it's like uh-huh. it still has that Paper Mario writing that I think they lost afterwards. Yeah, I mean, I beat all three Paper Mario games and like Super Paper Mario is definitely like like it's it's weird. Paper Mario 2 is still my favorite one, but like, I mean it's I the best did, one for sure. I did like 3 whenever I played through. I think it relied too much on like the the strange little geometric creature like I don't know they keep doing this thing where they just like make nondescript shit the things that you interact with all the time yeah the art design was a little different the like the like the villains that Super Paper Mario had were all right and I feel like they could probably well like just like the random villains that they had knocking about like like there's like a like a Scottish like a like a Scottish cube man that yeah. you had to fight, right? Yep. And then there and then there was uh the the girl. Those were, I think those were two good characters. I think that I think that like the mansion level with the where it was like the, you had to pay off the debt to the girl or whatever. Yeah, that was yeah. like really good. That was fun. Yeah. Um, See, but Criminally I don't know. Underrated. They just kind of they kind of like dropped that and forgot about it. Yeah, I think I think what happened is like you know one and two well received. Super Paper Mario came out, had good ideas, but was too weird and different, and people just wanted more of the good stuff. And so that was, like, not well-received as much. So then they just, like, went back to the original ones, but did it worse. Like, I don't know, maybe they were too scared of innovating again, so they're like, okay, fuck it. Let's come up with another Paper Mario, but somehow managed to leave out everything people liked about Paper Mario. I've never played anything past. Super Paper Mario, so I don't know how Color Splash and everything was, but hey, they're made, Intelligent Systems made uh, three houses and they proved they can make an RPG that is okay. I was going to make a joke like that was your first game, but uh, (laughs) the, so my, I had to think long and hard about this and I still struggle. I have a hard time, I've played so many fucking video games, like in my entire life, like I have a hard time thinking of all of them. When I think of, like, when someone asks, like, what's your favorite game of all time, I fucking sit there. I can sit there for a day and not think of what my actual answer is. But yeah, just because my brain is so muddied, um, it's fucked up. But I thought of my two. Uh, first one, and this could spring into another discussion if we let it, but I think the best Zelda game is Twilight Princess, and I don't think that is a widely accepted hmm. yeah. point. Um, yeah, the sure. It is my absolute favorite. Uh, and secondly... Um, Critically underrated game, uh, best game of all time, uh, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. Uh, Is that underrated, yeah. though? I only I ever hear underrated. people say good shit about that game. I don't hear I, I anybody say that in that's the sense bad. That I, but I don't... I guess that's true. I guess underrated is different than, like, under Underrated is, is like, different than underappreciated. Yeah. It's not underrated in the sense that it's popular enough to get development to be brought to... Uh, future generation they're getting a remaster but it also here's the thing they they announced that like two years ago and they, they, they it just fucking vanished and like they just talked about it once and it's like hey it's coming and like only some people care about it it's definitely underappreciated i don't think it's underrated right uh i guess twilight prince is my only answer for this i mean i think that's a good one i would say piggybacking off of that another one in my head is i feel like skyward sword gets more shit than it deserves is it a is it the best Zelda game? No, not even close. But is it a bad game? No, I don't think so. 
I think problem with Skyward Sword for me is that intro. I couldn't finish it. It was so, like, so but long here's the thing. and uh, annoying. When's the last time you played Twilight Princess? Because Twilight Princess's intro is like nearly just as long. It also has a very long. It intro. has a and super say- long intro. You got to do the dumb fucking like wrangling the sheep game or whatever. Like you got to do a bunch of dumb bullshit before you actually get the sword. Thinking about game. it, first time I played Twilight Princess, I d- I stopped at the first dungeon. Uh, the um, the intro turned me off, and the first dungeon had some glitch where like one of the monkeys you needed to find wasn't spawning. Uh, <laughs> so I like stopped playing it. I went back and played it like six months later when I was sick and just blew through the whole game and was like, wow, that was fucking amazing. The yeah, so I, yeah, I guess you're right. Both those games have long, shitty intros. See. They both have giant long intros that like is hard to get through on a repeated playthrough. Sorry, sorry to hijack. I just had to get on my soapbox about Skyward Sword and how it's not that bad. It's not the best. It's nowhere near the best Zelda game, but it is not the like a bad game to play. I feel like I rented so many weird GameCube games when I was a kid that I loved, and I can't think of any of them right now. Bro, you want some underrated licensed games? Play the. Shrek 2! Shrek 2 is great, honestly. It's a great game. <laughs> Again, probably underappreciated, not underrated. I don't think anybody, I don't think enough people played that game for it to be underrated. <laughs> you want a game that, anyway. that solidified in my years during my formative childhood, and so I remember as good? It's the licensed SNES games for the Power Rangers, which are yeah. specifically... Uh, the first one is like more of a platformer, but there's one where the movie tie-in where they fight Ivanus. It's the shit, and it's the best co-op beat 'em up you could probably play on the SNES because the Genesis has Streets of Rage, unfortunately. <laughs> okay, I thought of a legitimate one. Uh, I think Battletoads is pretty good. Yeah, but who's like who? Who says that's bad? A lot of people. A lot of people think Battletoads yeah. is a really shit game. They think it's hard. No, but they but that makes it bad. I feel like Battletoads is in a weird place because of its like meme status that causes like contrarians to come yeah. out and be like, Well, it's not actually good, but that's like I feel like that only exists because of its meme status. There's that, but some people like there's the contrarians for that, but I think there's also just like I think of, I think the consensus is that that game is not that good in general. Yeah, partially because of the difficulty, because, like, the way co-op works, you can hit each other and kill each other and shit, the, uh, and it's, like, really hard. Most people don't go past level three. But I think that game has uh, it has good feel. I think it feels good to do the moves as the Toads and, like, make your foot big and do a big punch and turn into a weight and shit and all that crazy stuff. The uh, And I think that it is very charming and stylish. The I think Battletoads is a good game. What was yours, Bell? Uh I have two. So a lot of people are like... I. I, I'm coming at it from a different direction. You guys are thinking like, okay, these games were okay, and but they but they're really better, and no one thinks that. I have a game that's fucking terrible, but <laughs> it's better than. But it's like average. It, the game is average. Everyone thinks it's terrible, but it's average. Uh, I legitimately love Fifty Cent Blonde the Sand. I Wayne's played it <laughs> on a stream before, but like when. Me and my friends found out about that game in high school. Like we, there was like a few months where we would just be like, "Let's go to so and so's house and let's just play Fifty Cent Blonde in the Sand," and we would just spend all afternoon playing that game. We probably collectively played that game like ten times over. Like it, <laughs> it's it is really it, that game is legitimately just so fun to just turn your brain off and just like 
run through it because it's just it is just fifty cent like running through like levels. It's like an arcade game. You just run through levels. You shoot at stuff. You don't have to aim. You don't have to care. Like it's a very fun game. I don't think they make games like they're just like sit down and do couch co-op with like a yeah like a third person like ratchet. It, it almost I don't want to say ratchet and clank esque describing it in terms of uh, yeah fifty cent yeah that's what I think of when I play fifty cent blood on the sand man it's just like ratchet and clank it, it, no it really no I know what you mean and it really is like that where fifty cent blood on the sand was like one of the last few games that was like. It wasn't about like, oh, here's an immersive, uh, you know, single player experience or like, oh, check out this like crazy competitive online aspect to the game where it's like all about like uh, having a cool shooter. It was literally just here's a game where you're 50 Cent and his cohorts and it you just it's just fun. You just play you just beat the game. You go through all the levels and you shoot stuff. That's it. There's no there's nothing beyond that. It's fun to just like the game itself is just fun. There's nothing more than that. The fact that video games have to be, like... I think it's a, a byproduct of, like, having to make, like, high-fidelity games is that the, yeah. the the budget floor for having to make, like, a PS4 game besides, like, a small indie game prevents all these, like, old celebrities from getting out of the worm work. Like, you think of, like, all the licensed, uh, uh like, BMX uh, high... Yeah. Like, high, what, what, What's the word for like extreme sport writers that come out? Just mm-hmm. just a lot of like s- sports games tied to specific celebrities. Yeah, are- yeah. They, I mean, are they still making like like does Tiger Woods PGA Tour twenty nineteen? Like, is that a thing I can buy? Are they still making those golf yeah, games? Tony like- Hawk was more influential toward any other like game. I'll say that. Period. Tony Hawk. <laughs> Just any game. <laughs> Tony Hawk Tony Hawk has had such an influence on the game space on all video games. I want to talk up a mysterious genre that for some reason existed. Uh licensed game or like like licensed game JRPG. For hmm. some reason th- so what license. So there was a Harry Potter Prisoner of Azkaban JRPG. What? And there was yeah. also a Lord of the Rings JRPG. Yeah. And they were both Good. Really? Yes. Wait, like, like, were they released these. outside of Japan, or? Well, I mean, I, I say that they are JRPG because they are turn-based RPGs. Okay, right, right, yeah. With it, random encounters and shit. They are Western RPGs, my Western studios, but they are very JRPG-ish in that. Right, right, yeah. They have slow grinds, but for, like, grand, like, turn-based combat. So, I have one last one to bring up. The, uh, because mine before it was like, oh, that's just underappreciated or something like that. Like, Twilight Prince is the only real one. I thought of one. Thrillville. You remember Thrillville? What is Thrillville? I've Did no you ever idea see commercials Thrillville. for Thrillville? So, Thrillville was like sort of like Roller Coaster Tycoon, uh, but it was on PS2 and other consoles. And Thrillville mm-hmm. was a game where, like, instead of you just being like, uh, the eyes above the park as you build the car, as you build the park, you were like a kid at the park. And you were, you could still build it and do shit in the same sense that you could in Roller Coaster Tycoon, but like you'd walk around the park as the kid and like talk to people and like try to like hug them and kiss them, and like it was <laughs> it was really fucking weird. I like there was a lot of weird shit going on in that game. I don't remember why you were able to make out with people, but you could do that. Um, but the real the real good part about Thrillville was. 
the thing that Thrillville had that Roller Coaster Tycoon didn't have is that like whenever you made a ride, uh, you the like my bird is making all kinds of noises that yeah. I think the mic is making. He's been quiet the whole time. Um, but back to what I was saying. So the uh, like if you built like uh, like arcade games, there was just tons of mini games you could play that were ridiculously fun and had compatibility for up to four players despite being a PS2 game. This game was so good. Me and my friends bought a multi-tap specifically to play <laughs> Thrillville. The uh, they had all these different like arena shooters with like like pickup-based arena shooters that were just like really fucking fun and weird. They had like this Gauntlet clone that was like more fun than any Gauntlet game I've ever played. They had something that was like multiplayer flicky or like Bubble Bobble. It it just it was crazy. It was a really good game, and uh, I think that game is lost to time and considered bad. Man, it kind of it kind of is bad in a way. This is only semi related to what you just said, but I just you saying that reminded me that the PS2 released with only two controller ports. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy to think about. That's insane. Could you imagine if the PS6 comes out and it's like, ah, sorry, we can only get two to work. You got to buy this $30 accessory to get another two controllers. The N64 was the first one that had four. Yeah. It's that that's like that's so crazy to think about. I did not even like remember that like I in my head all video game consoles can support four players by default. I completely Always. forgot about that. I had one more thing for my besides 50 cent on the sand. I think people are Atlas is in a is in a weird spot where their spin-off series are more well known than the regular games. I think if you like JRPGs, you should always you should definitely give SMT a shot. Start with SMT4. That's a good jumping on point and it's on the 3DS and like those games are good if you like RPGs. And it's like all everyone cares about is Persona, but I'm pretty sure Persona sucks. So damn. You heard Better it. Make here? some enemies on what? this podcast. I think I think like the Persona games after Persona Four like just suck. So didn't everybody love Persona Five? There's only one game. Oh after yeah, Persona yeah. Never 4, and Persona Five, I think at least. I mean, I never played Four, but I just assume that Five is better than Four. I don't know. I'm just talking like nonsense now. But yeah, give the S- mainline SMT games a shot because like those games are not about teenagers going to. Japanese high school and being late for horny class. Those are like those have like fantasy story. Well, post-apocalyptic like sci-fi fantasy stories and are cool. I don't know. Give them a shot. Here's a game from my childhood that I forgot about that is underrated. It was called Rubik's Games, and it was an official Rubik's Cube video game. But what the not fuck? not underrated, Eric? I'm gonna call <laughs> BS on that. Nobody except for you has played that game, and I think maybe you dreamed it. <laughs> I've read, like, 30 really, like, scathing reviews of Rubik's games. They're all, like, like really angry. Everyone and talks about how much they hate this fucking Rubik's Cube game. I'm tired of hearing about it. Despite being on, like, official sites like IGN and shit, the reviews are all filled with, like, just, like, swears and all kinds of, like, derogatory <laughs> terms for the game. It's ridiculous. People fucking hate I w- Rubik's I games. I wanted to say, specifically, I have memories of it because it, it had a secondary, like, puzzle game where, like, you had, they had, like, environments where balls would roll down, like, a 3D, like, a 2D plane, but it would be, what? like, stacked up a high, balls would go down inclines, and you had to, like, send them into holes, and what you had to do was, like, to construct things on this 2D plane to, like, 
bounce the balls into the hole. It's but it's like there were different kind of balls and like they were bomb balls that would blow up like obstacles and there were like uh air balls that would like f- bounce around but would get blown up on spikes but then also they had like stuff like momentum going to play like metal balls would knock into plastic balls and like knock them off course but like a a air ball can't knock a metal ball off course so you have to like decide this is where these are going and for a little kid it, that would rent it from their library, it would be really useful because it also had a tool in it that had it solve Rubik's Cubes for you. And it was really <laughs> useful because the internet didn't exist yet. And I just like the satisfaction of seeing all the colors lined up without solving the puzzle. I need to purchase this video <laughs> game that teaches me how to solve a Rubik's Cube. <laughs> okay, so... Is a so we we uh, we missed Halloween that we did not have a Halloween podcast episode. The so uh, to make up for our lack of spookiness and hauntings, uh, Rotten Witch asks if you had to live in a haunted or generally spooky house, which beast or creature would you want haunting it? Ghost, mummy, Dracula, Frankenstein. Uh, are those our choices, or can we come up with anything? You can come up with anything. There's, it's not multiple. It's not a multiple choice question. I would choose a ghost because it would be incorporeal, and I wouldn't have to like worry about like it taking up space in my kitchen. Yeah, that is true. That's true. I could get haunted or possessed or whatever, but whatever. I'd rather. I'd rather. I'd rather. I'd rather be like cyclically harmed than physically harmed because I can't. My insurance can't afford that. <laughs> I agree with Arag because if you're good, if you had to have your roommate and your roommate had to have been some kind of like horror, like Halloween monster, uh, I would pick the one that doesn't, that literally shares no space with me. It like lives in its own realm. Uh, I would pick Nosferatu because back then in the movies, everyone was like exponentially more of a bitch. And like when they get scared, they like fall in a well and die. I would like just beat the shit out of that fucker. Why are you assuming you'd win? You don't think I couldn't beat Nosferatu? I could I could destroy Nosferatu. He's got like psychic abilities. No, he doesn't. Why did he have to kill Nosferatu? What did he do? He signed the lease. He's he his credit check passed and he. You're just gonna, like, kill your roommate because he's scary. Yeah, you're gonna go to jail. No, <laughs> Impl- Implying that Nosferatu isn't actually, like, a a monster. He's just a guy. <laughs> no, he's just, li- he's your roommate, man. Re- you you read the question to us. This is about, like, what is, what would your preferred roommate be? Yeah. Okay, so it's not like, it's not like what haunted house situation could you win? My preferred roommate would be a baby because it would be no talent for me to be... <laughs> I would defeat it instantly. <laughs> I'll take, I'll take like a elf, invisible man, invisible man. That would be so inconvenient. An elf, like like a like an interferencia elf, like a yeah, yeah, that kind of elf, like the small kind. Uh, I would pick a ghost, and then I would pretend to be really scared of money, and he would bring me money to try to scare me. But then he got all the. Where does he get the money from? Your neighbor's house. Then all that money's in your house, and you get arrested. No, they would apparate it from the yeah. ghost the zone. Ghosts can't do that. Well, I remember an episode of Danny Phantom where it happened. <laughs> well, no. Okay, so in that episode, I'm pulling the kill switch. I'm pulling the kill switch on the podcast. The, in that episode, that money Danny was Phantom, coming Danny from Phantom, the ghost Danny Phantom, Danny Phantom, Danny Phantom, Danny <laughs> Phantom. You have to cut all this out now. In the ghost zone, humans can buy anything for free. <laughs> 
you don't have to feed a ghost anything either. It's not like a gnome where you have to like put out a can of dog food every Wait, time. why are you feeding your roommate? <laughs> they can't fend for themselves? It's not a pet. I Listen, I leave a can of wet food up for Nosferatu every night. <laughs> you can't feed a vampire kibbles and bits. It's inhumane. <laughs> it's... I feed them. It's like it's like it's like blood pudding kibbles. It's like I give my dogs Dr Pepper every night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't need okay. it. Yeah, Nosferatu doesn't need kibbles to survive, but he eats it for fun. My answer is still Nosferatu. Uh, I don't have to defeat him anymore because apparently that's not like the the question. No, that it, the question didn't say anything about defeating a monster. <laughs> yeah, what? Yeah. <laughs> you made that part up. So I still pick Nosferatu because, like, look at him. That guy's pretty funny. Like, he's a... Uh, he probably tells great <laughs> jokes. Better jokes than are ending this podcast. No, I mean, like, just having that in, just having that in your house. Like, you invite your friends over and, like, Nosferatu's just standing in the door. And you guys are like, what the, what the hell, man? Co- look, go back to your room. And he's just... Uh, the bills. It's, it's like a min-max sort of situation because... When you go to bed, he would wake up because he's nocturnal and you're not. So you'd like never see each other. And it'd be pretty sick arrangement because it's like you're, you're sharing the space, but like you're never going to be up when he's up. So, you know, but also he never, never leaves the house what? because he can't because vampires can't go anywhere unless they're invited in uh, and he doesn't have any friends. Well, the, that's the positive, right? You never have to share anything with him. You don't have to share the kitchen or the ba- you know, or anything, but uh, negative bills through the roof because it's like he's never you're, you're never going to be making food together you're going to make your food during the day he's going to make his food at night he's going to use you what know, do you mean he's he's a vampire he's going to have the lights on at kitchen. night and you're going to have the uh, you're going to use electricity during the day he's he going to use electricity at night they see in the dark yeah but he's still going to like you know be gaming and he's going to have the heater on he sleeps in a coffin he's not even going to use your he's not even going to use your washing machine where is he getting the blood from He's not well, even going to use a washing know. machine. I'm asking He's the gonna... hard-hitting questions, and nobody cares. Do you think Nosferatu ever washes that fucking black robe? No, absolutely not. He stinks. And he doesn't shower. Your apartment is going to smell like garbage. Listen, I don't let him leave his room. You're, are you his dad? When he does, we shoo him, we shoo him away. Like a cat. We, uh, we pay Nosferatu like $200 a week whenever October rolls around, and he gets a nice bonus whenever Halloween comes, but then we just shove him back in the closet, and we keep him in there for until... And he hibernates. Yeah. Until next yeah, year. Yeah, I've got a... I, uh, yeah, every Halloween we open up our house as like a haunted house, and like we don't put up any decorations, we just put up a sign like, yeah, Nosferatu lives here, and <laughs> it's real. He doesn't even try to, like, scare you. He's just, like... He just stands around. That's what he did in the movie. He's, you could see him, like, on his computer, like, at night, like, the right by his window, just, like, peeking through. You, you can, like, knock on his window, and it'll just, like, wave his hand a bit. Okay, the Phantom of the Opera. Uh, yeah. Woody from Toy Story. My haunting is the Toy Story toys. They come to life when I'm not looking, and they fuck my shit up. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of this spaceman and his fucking two-bit partner in crime. Little fucking cowboy. Think about how much a single... Think about how much a single dollar bill is worth to Woody from Toy Story. This podcast is over. I want to cut this whole part out. Uh, 
Well, we didn't know where we'd begin, and we definitely don't know how this how this was supposed to end. In fact, this podcast probably should have ended like 30 minutes yeah. ago. I am your host, Wayne Radio TV. If you liked what you heard, tell your friends. Share it around. Remember, you could find us at, uh, what is it, Balp? WayneRadioTV.Podbean.com? Yeah. You could find other podcasts at WayneRadioTV.Podbean.com or on whatever streaming service you're listening to us on right now. Uh, if you want to see the streams that I and everyone else occasionally partakes in, go to twitch.tv slash TV, And you are going to want to join the Rain Radio TV Discord so you can send us some good-ass questions, some better questions. Uh, or you can email us at... Where do we begin QA at gmail.com? And if you're interested in getting a message read by Joshua, look us up on Cameo. Look us up on Cameo and, and or call 1-877-EAT-DIRT. Eat dirt, uh, and on Cameo, his name will be Joshua TV, right? Like, what's his last name? I guess TV. We're, we're, we're just going to make this? We're just going to do this? Yep, yeah. yep, we're going to do it. Also, if you want to get if you want to get your eyes open because you're a sheep, go to MarioBlueGloves.info. Uh, have a good night. And uh, I, like, I like how other podcasts plug real things, and we half the things we plug are fake. No, they're real. That's they're real. real. They're gonna be. They're going to be real. They're Mario be Blue Gloves info oh. is up oh. right now. Oh. Were you not there for that? Oh, I, I'm sorry. I apologize. Break out your wallet and buy about thirty games. See you next time. Yeah.